Welcome to the Words in Mind pandemic podcast, keeping you company while we are all stuck indoors. Welcome folks to this Friday edition of the Words in Mind Bibliotherapy Pandemic Podcast. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about found poetry, um, what found poetry is, where it came from, and I'm going to extend a challenge to you to perhaps um, create some of your own found poetry, and if you want to, share it with our Facebook page and with the other people who are listening. So found poetry comes from the idea that we can take things around us and make poetry out of them. So very often um, when I, I bring poetry to sessions, people will ask me, how do you get started writing it and where do the ideas come from and can anyone write a poem? And it's kind of my my conviction that yes, anybody can write one. Um, and for most poets, the ideas for their poetry don't just come out of the air or their fabulous imagination. It comes out of the things that they see, the things that they find in their environment. So thinking about being um, in a, perhaps being at home or being in an environment where you're not doing the sorts of things that would normally inspire you, I thought found poetry would be a brilliant way to have a go at something um, based on what is around you, what's in your house right now. So I had a look this morning and I've got a farm foods leaflet and a leaflet from Hillary's, a blinds company. Um, and I've got some other letters and junk mail. I've also got some books from charity shops that were very, very cheap, probably um, tatty damaged books. Um, and I, sometimes I rip the pages out of them and I do found poetry with those. You can also print poetry and there's lots of free poetry on the internet. Or you could write it by hand and then um, use it in a found poetry sense. You know, you could copy a poem out. I think um, something like um, Wordsworth, I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud is a fantastic poem to have a go with and the daffodils are out at the moment. So, you know, it's topical. So the idea of found poetry is to use what you've got, in my case, a farm foods brochure, and just to spend a moment quietly, mindfully looking at the words you can see, which words on that page jump out at you? Which words do you feel a connection with or do you think are are interesting? Um, And for me, I get a Sharpie marker and I just circle the words that I find interesting. Um, And then I've got two options in terms of what I do with that. I can either use my Sharpie to black out everything else and what I'm left with is just the words I've chosen and they form like a miniature poem. The other thing I could do would be to cut out the words that I find interesting and stick them onto a page to make a new poem. So the idea is to take something in your environment and um, rearrange it and make it new, just like we would remix a song or rap music would kind of remix lyrics or poetry or um, sometimes on YouTube people kind of remix clips of um you know tv for memes and stuff found poetry is exactly the same thing so that's kind of one way you could have a go with found poetry based on what's around you you could make it colorful you could um include art you could use different colored pens and materials 
you can um, layer different words on top of words. Um, and I'll try and post some examples to give you an idea of how that might sort of look and how it might work for you. So I hope you're going to have a bit of a go at this. I'm going to post some of the examples that I've got and then you can kind of get a feel for it. And then in a minute, I'm going to share a little bit about where found poetry came from and the different types of found poetry that you might read published in the poetry world. Because contrary to what it sounds like, this isn't a make do and mend craft activity. This is um, an art form that's been going on probably since the 1920s and is recognised in um, literature circles as a kind of an acceptable style of poetry. So I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but um, I'm going to stop waffling. And if you'd like to pause here, this is a great time to go and grab something and have a go. Circle those words, black them out or cut them out and rearrange them on the page. Make it as decorative and as creative and as off the wall as you would like. Go do it now. Hi, we're back to talk about found poetry, where it came from, what it means. And I'm interested to know how that experience was for you and whether it felt like the kind of poetry that you're used to reading or writing or thinking about. Because one of the um, really creative sides of poetry is that it can it can be what you want it to be and you can break the rules and you can make things that are different. You don't have to sit down and write a big flowery poem just based on your imagination. So in terms of the history of found poetry, it's kind of been going since about the 1920s. Um, there was a poet and an artist called Duchamp and as early as 1914, he was taking um, bits of text and, and objects and then rearranging them and putting them in galleries um, to kind of highlight the fact that what we think of as art is very dependent upon um, our ideas and art really exists in our minds in terms of what we are willing to accept as art rather than existing objectively in the world. So a farm foods leaflet is clearly a farm foods leaflet, but it could also be a piece of art. And the person who decides that is me or you. And I have a quote from Duchamp here. And he said, my idea was to choose an object that wouldn't attract me either by its beauty or by its ugliness to find a point of indifference in my looking at it, you see. So to me, that kind of talks about looking at the objects around us, the ordinary things that we don't associate with creativity or art, and then saying, I'm going to make that into a piece of art. I can see it differently. So I talked a little bit about um, blackout poetry. That was very um, common in the 60s, 70s and 80s. That became an art form that was people played with and experimented quite a lot. I talked about um, found poetry in terms of taking bits of text and cutting them up and rearranging them. And we often do this in sessions with poems that are really familiar. The last time I did this, I did it with a, um, a poem by Philip Lark. Um, I forget what it's called now, but it's about parenthood and about how your mum and dad mess you up. They mess you up, your mum and dad, I think is the first line of that poem. And I remember we cut it up and rearranged it, but we also cut it up and then I stood on a chair and I let it fall onto a piece of paper on the floor and then we glued it as it was. So you can get really wacky with cut-up poetry. 
Um, and William S. Burroughs used cut-up poetry a lot in the 60s. Um, and he's quite a, an interesting rock and roll character. If you're looking for a, a rebel and someone to shock, William S. Burroughs is definitely a man. You might be interested to find that there is a found poetry style called Cento. And Cento is where you take um, a classical Greek or Roman text. So I'm thinking of the, the kinds of things that I know about and have never read, like um, Homer's Ovid, for example. And then you would take those classical lines and then you would rearrange them. And a lot of that poetry and, and text is quite hard to read and get your head around. But if you can cut it up and rearrange it into something that makes sense to you, that's that's Cento. And there's a lot of really beautiful language in there as well. I have a friend who studies classical Greek and she um, can read aloud and translate Greek classical poetry. And uh, something about that, it really made me revisit that and look at it differently because I always thought oh, it's kind of a bit obscure I'm not going to get that so um found poetry has this history and it's a part of our kind of poetic culture and it's something that we can all participate in even if our writing skills or our rhyming skills are not fantastic um and I would urge you to have a go really with that what I'm going to do to end is I'm going to read a poem that my friend sent me this week as a bit of a cheer me up. It's a poem by my favourite poet called Laura Hershey. Laura Hershey um, was a disability activist and a poet who had quite a lot of health problems herself. And she was just this very positive, real, inspiring person who was prepared to put herself on the line for her beliefs and what she what she thought was right. And she was a great spokesperson for vulnerable people, the kind of people that might struggle during this crisis. And this is called How to Write a Poem. And it made me think a bit about the creativity involved in found poetry and in just having a go at a poem, just daring to try it for the first time. So I'm going to finish with this and I hope that it really just encourages you to have a go or perhaps even to look around the room you're in with a new eye at the things that are ordinary and perhaps, like Duchamp said, are ugly or things you're indifferent to. And perhaps look again at them and think about the poetry that's in your life today. So this is How to Write a Poem by Laura Hershey. Don't be brilliant. Don't use words for their own sake or to show how clever you are, how thoroughly you've subjugated them to your will. The words... Don't try and write a poem as good as your favourite poet. Don't even try to write a good poem. Just peel back the folds over your heart and shine into it the strongest light that streams from your eyes or from somewhere else. Whatever begins bubbling forth from there, whatever sound or smell or colour swells up, makes your throat fill with unsaid tears. Whatever threatens to ignite your hair, your eyelashes, if you get too close, write that. Suck it in and quickly shape it with your tongue before you grow too afraid of it and it gets away. Don't think about writing a good poem or a great poem or the poem to end all poems. Write the poem you need to hear. 
write the poem you need. Thank you for tuning in for Words in Mind Kirkley's pandemic podcast update. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can check out our Facebook page and we are at Kirkley's Words in Mind Bibliotherapy. Thanks a lot.